Do you want me to be deep? Do you want it to be... <laughs> so it's going to be testing one. Uh, okay. How do you like this voice? Testing two. How do you like this voice? No, testing I don't three. like that one. How do you like this voice? <laughs> I like the first one. So typically, um, I think it's the presenter that introduces the host. <laughs> but on this, on this, I was quiet and I heard you talking, and I have manners, <laughs> so I'm cutting short. It's 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 not the case. So sometimes the the um, I think there was this particular Trevor Noir. Mm -hmm. He was interviewing. He has this behind the scenes um, segment. Mm -hmm. And he had this guest. Um, I'm trying to remember her name. I, I I think it's just leaving my head. The lady just comes in from backstage and just sits on the seats. And he was like, I thought I was done with you. And she just said, oh, yeah, I just want to join, join in in this segment. I like it. And she took control of the whole behind the scenes segment. Oh, man. I'm so, giving you the button. Go on. <laughs> um, um, yeah, my name is Yudi. And no. It's me, I suppose. You say you're taking the batteries now. So. Oh, yeah, I, I hand, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no longer interested. Please, please take over. Hello, everyone. So we have Yudi here today, and Yudi is our guest. So just like I said in the Ooh. pilot episode, stop praising yourself. <laughs> just like I said in the pilot episode, you know, this podcast is about stories. You know, this power when we share our stories, we feel connected. We are reminded again why, you know, as human beings, we're just supposed to connect with each other. And stories is, some, is, is kind of, it makes you, you know, imagine yourself in the person's shoes or kind of picture what the person was going through at that moment or something. Anyways, and this podcast is about diaspora. You know, sometimes I don't even, I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't think I, I go with the consciousness that yeah. I'm actually from another country. You know, people say maybe because Canada is not so racist. For some reason, I hate the word immigrant. It looks like, you know, you know how you chase rats away from the house and they come in, and it sounds like pests, <laughs> like you're being a pest. I just don't like the word immigrant. And, Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think when I was trying to figure out one name, I really wanted to name this whole storytelling segment or podcast or whatever. I struggled immigrants said like it's like there's no good word to call us what kind you of you know what I, I i like the i prefer to be called an expatriate what's that <laughs> yeah you you know you know in no Nigeria. expatriate is expatriate is when you're coming to another country to to i don't know like you have expertise in a certain area i have expertise in my area no but you are living here you're leaving expatriates come and go. This one you let you jackpot. Just <laughs> you carry your bag and you say you're leaving. So Well just... well I'm an expatriate for a couple of years and I'll go back <laughs> when Buhari leaves. <laughs> no for me there's no going back, Sha. I don't know. I I don't want to think too far into the future. But I just know that if you ask me in the nearest future, like maybe in the next ten, ten ten years is a, actually a long time. Yeah. To think that ten years was Ah, me. Yeah. But you know what's funny? To me, eh, since I left school, it seems like it's the shortest time of my life. Because it's like, where did all the time go? Exactly. I remember the time when um the difference between first time and second time was like a millennia. But right now, three months we go and yeah, it's... And the only time I can remember in three months is that I paid bills. So, so yeah, yeah, it's... It's, it's, 
this adult adulthood adult scam, the greatest scam of the century. Yeah. <laughs> so talking about like being an adult, when did you leave Nigeria? So I, I left Nigeria in twenty fourteen. I was twenty four years old, and I left on a scholarship to the UK. So um, the plan was um, to go study subsea engineering in the oil and gas industry was booming. I saw how much expertise were earning. I said, oh, when I go get the certificate, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be making about 1.5 million a month. So while I was in, in, in the UK, you know, you apply for jobs, then it's like getting responses. Even when you get like an interview, you get responses that, oh, uh, sorry, um, due to the state of the um, oil and gas industry, we're canceling this position. Then I started applying to jobs in Nigeria. Then some of my bosses back then that was like, when you finish, I'll come back. we go try. <laughs> Those bosses came back and said, um, I'll be out of job. So you're relying on someone for a job who is out of a job. Then oh. that's when you started looking for um, option B. Um, but you really looking for option B. Say the truth. Your, although your, I, I had, you know, I, the skills are falling from your eyes. That okay, like this country. <laughs> no, no, no. Definitely, I came back to Nigeria immediately after the program. Um, packed my whole bag. Um, but I still um paid rent for, for the months when I was. But, <laughs> but yes, yes. So I came back, hustled for some jobs, and uh, it wasn't forthcoming. Or the ones that were available were. They were really bad. So the good thing is, um, so you know with the UK, in I, I think the laws are changing right now. But immediately after your master's program, they expect you to leave the country unless you have a job offer. Now, there was a, a, a kind of visa that was going on in the UK at that point in time, which was called um, Graduate Entrepreneur Visa. And the route was, to, was going to give you two years of... Um, it was basically a two-year work visa and you had to pitch a business idea get endorsement for the, by the university and apply they give you one year the next uh, if your performance is okay they extend it to another year so i i had that in the in, in my bag and at the same time i applied for um australian visa it was uh, australia 476 what Which, was the visa about? Sorry, I'm just my first time of hearing. Yeah, it was it was seven six. It was it was called um, uh, I think is is a is a graduate visa. So you get it if it was it was very it was a straightforward process as well. Um, if you're an engineering graduate within within two years, um, very minimal IELTS score, English language testing score, and just apply. It was it was a very very but straightforward. That's, pro- that's process. different from what I've heard though, because sometimes so this, I, this I know is, people that have actually this done is di- different from PR. From PR is a two year visa, is a two year graduate visa. Oh, so even if you're in school, there you so, can yeah, exactly. you can get that visa. Yeah. But at the end of two years, you have to go back, or then you can do the PR one. Or... At the end of two years, you can apply for a PR, or if a company employs you, you can work with them and yeah they really work and they visa can, they can give you a work visa yes but yeah the 476 it was it allowed me um well i say almost get a job so i went through a couple of interview processes and shortlist and i was just expecting an offer letter next but they I was cut off. Your heart broken. Yeah, it was, it was more or less a <laughs> heart broke break. your heart. Yeah, I was, I was, um, I was heartbroken. 
not by babe. Oh, never. Um, what was, are you trying to say? <laughs> I was. It was. It was more or less like an opportunity that I was looking forward to, and um, it just never clicked. I, I thinking about it makes my heart tear right now. But, anyways, I was meant to go to Australia for a very nice job, but it never clicked. What's it? What's the company about? It was. It was. Um. It was an oil and gas company. I was meant to start in as a subsea engineer but it never happened so yeah oh. yeah probably i would have been but you should you should be happy now because really oil and gas is not the way it used to be well i it's i think it's still very decent in australia just like it's in canada it's just decent but yeah is it i'm decent still stuck here? in the yeah I'm is it really decent here yeah people who i think there are people who, because... who make good money i think it is the new gold here in in canada so it is it's actually is yeah. are you positioning yourself well, do you do you actually enjoy what you do right now? Um, I think it's decent. Um, you did you get your did you ever job hunt? Did you go through all of that or everything? I, I, oh just... yeah, I jobbed hunt definitely. Um, I started applying for jobs before coming to Canada, and I had my first interview before coming to Canada. And um, fortunately for me, when wait, I came, wait, wait, is your idea of job hunting that you you got a job before you came here? Is I was <laughs> job hunting before I came here. I was on on Indeed. I I actually. There are a couple of weekends where I apply close to like thirty jobs in the on the weekend, so yes, I was job hunting. I had um, there's this app on your phone where you can get a Canadian number. So I had a Canadian number. I used one of my friends' um, address here on my CV. Mm-hmm. This kind of stuff. So I, I I I played it smart. I didn't wait till I came here, and I just started job hunting. What about friends? Will you say you've made friends here? Have you found your community? I'm yet to. I'm in the process, but I can tell that I honestly I'm not there yet. Like, I, I, I think if anything is wrong with me today, I just wonder how many people can I actually call. I think COVID hasn't hasn't really been a good friend because how many years have you been here? Two years now. Yeah. Yeah. So one. It's not two years. One year and six months. Yeah. So one year of your life in Canada was um, disrupted Imagine, by, COVID. by COVID. So you just let's just say you spent six months here, six months where you were able to actively Go meet out. people it's true. and stuff like that it's true because yeah. people i talked to i met them before covid started yeah yeah I, I i i think after all of this is over hopefully this um, um virus doesn't change the way of um, human interaction but i I, think I, I i feel after after covid um hopefully get to meet people get back to normal activities i think um it's easy to make friends here if you put yourself out there. Um, especially so what did you, you tell me what you've done so I can copy because me I don't know because I feel like I I I've had some conversations with you and I I, I feel like you you've actually built your community and you don't agree, but I I don't think I built my community. Really. Think about it. So in a week, when you talk to friends, what percentage would you say are people in Nigeria and people in Canada? I'll catch you now. Uh, maybe eighty twenty. So eighty is Nigeria. No, it is people. <laughs> <laughs> so what I mean, because I just said that you build a community here. Do you know what he means? Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, in a week, if I if I want to see mine, it's the other way around. It's twenty, but it is for people in Nigeria or other parts of the world. Nigeria mm. slash other parts of the world, and then twenty will just be people in Canada. Yeah, I've I not been that community. I'm I'm not much of an interactive person. I think, but. I don't even know. People will look at you and think you're very quiet. You're just kind of underdog people. You just have so many friends. Uh, you don't look it. <laughs> oh, oh, well. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So where have you traveled to before here? Like, have you... Tell me your travel experience. My Waka... Yeah. Within Canada? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like I said, um, when I left UK, the first year I came here, I said I just wanted to explore. I wanted to try new things. I wanted to appreciate the Obodo Ibo life, you understand? Because <laughs> in UK, it was just from one walk to another walk, just hustling money. I, I didn't really enjoy it. Except my first year in the UK. That's another story. I enjoyed my master's period. Because you were receiving Jonathan's dollars. I was receiving Jonathan's money. <laughs> Naira was good. Pound exchange you're feeling, was very, very nice. You just yeah. arrived. Yeah, exactly. At that time, I, I went I went to... Um, when I go to stores, I don't look at price. I think for the first week... <laughs> Are I you serious? There. That, you're, you're not converting. I, was, I wasn't converting. I was just picking. I, I didn't even know the value. I just convert. I just swipe car. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 another story. All right, and I think did, did you think that you know at the point where Naira started becoming bad, they started telling you that it's like we never and it never goes back. It, it just never. It, it never goes. It just back. never goes back. When I went to the UK, it was one one two hundred and fifty Naira to one. Pound. And then it was already getting bad. We were already insulting. Yeah, Jonathan we, then we were that. already insulting. Twenty fourteen, two fifty two. I I think I think so. I think that was the amount. <sighs> I don't even know what today's rates are. I didn't want to story. I think it, it's day. almost six hundred. So that's like. Man, and that's... then now I hear that like even doing international transactions is is such a hustle. Like it's mm-hmm. such a hustle back at home right now. Yeah. So yeah, I actually think that your reality of Nigeria is it's not the same. Yeah. Know? Well, hopefully, um, if I'm able to get my, uh, pali as mm-hmm. we call it here, or you said I shouldn't use um. Broken. You know you can explain. You just okay. Pali. So what? Pali is Pali's Pali's passports, passports now. Yeah. Please, Nigerians, Pali. <laughs> the red one. So if I'm able to get it, then start looking ah. at options. But yeah, so start looking at options. I I don't yeah I don't know I don't know where the future is gonna take me to. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. So um you you asked you talked about traveling mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah my very first year I I went to Vancouver Vancouver is beautiful. Um, Edmonton is shite if you're coming from Vancouver it's the Greenland then I went to Montreal Montreal is like um, walking in Paris really? it, it has it has the um, Euro- European vibe and I, I think uh, that Canada is a mix of US and, 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 and the UK and, or, or yeah, Europe per yeah, se because yeah. I just feel like it has the landmass of the of, of US. the US and then <clears throat> the culture is the Europe because yeah. I don't Actually, when I saw them breaking into the capital the other day and shouting, like I don't see that culture here. Canadians are quite quiet people. They are very, mm, they're yeah. very reserved. Very reserved. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No. Because people say Canada and people actually liking it to the US a lot, but it's actually more of the Europe than than the US. My opinion, though, I may be wrong, but that's how I've seen it so far since my one year six months. I mean, no, I know yet. I know that like you do. <laughs> I think my summary is. Um, they have the lifestyle of um, of Europe, so they are quite health conscious compared to US. True, and it's um, true. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah, but they are but they are a little bit <laughs> extravagant, so they they spend money like Americans. like the Americans. Yeah. Oh, that's a good perspective. True, because the let me see here is like everyone drives a very big. And those trucks are not easy. They're not cheap to maintain. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> You know, and they keep using the snow as an excuse to drive <laughs> very high. I don't even know. Trucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
you probably know. did some yeah, I think there was one that the tire was almost the size of yeah of, of my car, the diameter of the tire. Yeah. So, but, but how has how has dating life been for in UK and what would you say? Because this whole thing about people say, "Ah, bring your man" and all of that. What what do you, what do you think? I think UK had um a lot of um like it's easier to meet people in the UK. Um, there's a lot of people from, let's say. There's a lot of cultures in the UK. Are you only Nigerian or? Or black, or or anywhere, anyway. It depends. It depends on on what you're looking for. It depends on what we're looking for. But it, the, I think there's variety in the UK of mm. um like a dating space. So if you want Nigerians, there are a lot of Nigerians in the UK. If you want to go, um, Pakistani Indians, <coughs> Europeans, um the. Um, the options are they are, the they options are numerous. Are there are numerous. <laughs> they are plethora of <clears> options. <throat> yeah, but I think Canada is, is a little bit much limited. Um, oh. Yeah. What about work good. work life like work experience? Work, work experience is um. I, well, I, I'm I'm trying hard to compare because working in Nigeria, I worked in the company with lots of um so called expatriates, so it was. My my team was mostly um, Caucasians, so I I didn't experience the whole, but so I I, I never worked in an, in an environment where I had to call them yes sir or or girl. It's quite hard for me to compare. Um, so it's this the same way I worked with those people where I had to call them by names, but the same way um, it is here in Canada. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know how to compare. I think for me, for me, one thing I'm struggling with is how they have fun here. So, like, in the office place, they they socialize by bringing donuts to you in the morning. Or they'll say, oh, I have, do you want a coffee? I'm going to take latte and all of those things. But in Nigeria, so because I worked in Nigeria for a long time. And I miss those mornings where everyone just sits around and we're talking about, we're debating about a particular issue. Because people are very reserved here. They're very conscious about airing their opinion on something. Oh, you, okay, let me cut you short. There was a time um, the HR mm-hmm. um, gave someone uh, like a warning here because they were talking about um, US election, about um, Republicans and Democrats. Oh my God. Yeah, so it was like... Um, they just kind of had so a little bit of talk and HR had to call them into the office just to kind of tell them things they shouldn't say at work. It's um it's quite interesting. So um I miss that. Yeah, I, I mean I miss that a lot as well. Um yeah. I know I could do that um to a few people in Nigeria, but yeah, you just have to be what they call it politically correct. Yes, yeah. and it's and I think see if everyone wants to see that we should not talk and want let's mind our business, let's mind. <laughs> but what is so annoying is the fake smile, the fake conversations. Although I've I have a very nice friend now in the office, and I think she's we're really close because we're real. There's there's no fakeness to it. There's no we don't need to make up conversations or talk about something that is not even important because we won't talk about it. Do you get? We are human beings. Let's face the facts. But everything here is... It must be going smoothly. we would rather be here, Sha. So don't mind me. Oh. I'm not complaining. <laughs> this, this is what's first world problems are. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's, 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 it's been interesting. So... How, how long did you stay in UK? I stayed in UK for three years. Three... Three... Oh. Three interesting years. And moved to Ghana in 2018... Landed in Edmonton, 
and I've been here ever since then. Wow. So yes. it's almost six years since you actually... Well, six years. Not, not, not that I abandoned Nigeria in six years. I've always traveled every year. Um, I think this, this um, yeah, the last time I traveled was in 2018, and that's the longest time I've been away from Nigeria. So your journey has been an interesting one. So from Nigeria, you, you enjoyed our PTDF. You ate national cake as far as I'm concerned. And you, you, you tried the Australian one, and now you're in Canada. So And we don't know where we're going next. Oh, so the options are there. Yeah, uh, you know what? U.S. is right on it. On the next it's corner, true. so and they make I more money. With Biden in in the seat, it's Biden. It's not Biden. Okay, <laughs> with Biden in the seat, <laughs> um, I kind of prefer Biden. Yeah. Have you ever heard anybody call him Biden? Joe Biden. It sounds it sounds more sexy Biden than it's Biden. Biden. Yeah. It's Biden. It's <laughs> Biden. Anyways, um, so yeah, yeah. Oh, so generally, you say you're happy that you're here. Oh yeah, it's I I am. Um, um, I'm over the roof. I'm excited that that decision was made, and yeah, but all the same, I miss Nigeria. Oh, <laughs> don't worry. One day, the future, we don't know where it takes us. Exactly. So, hope to have you. Thank you for being here, and you know, we wish you all your all the best in your endeavors in the diaspora. I like that name, diaspora. Diaspora. <laughs> diaspora. Yeah. All right.